0: Aren't you glad that we can bless the Lord together? Oh, what a privilege, what a wonderful opportunity to be able to be with people of like faith. Um, open up your Bibles to First uh, John chapter 2, but I want Sister Victoria to put a verse on the screen we're going to read first. Um, in Psalms 103, verse number 7, Psalms 103 Verse number seven, it says he made known his ways. This is talking about the Lord God. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts under the children of Israel. He made known his ways. And so tonight, that's that's the theme of the direction that the Holy Spirit would have us to go. You and I, we don't have to be on the outside of anything with God. You and I, we can be uh right in the place, in the position where uh we can lay our head on his bosom. We can hear his heartbeat. We can feel his breath come on the Holy Ghost. We can feel his spirit. He wants to bring revelation to you and I about all situations. See, in other words, Jesus said, I am that way. So think about it, Moses, he, he got the revelation of what God was doing as he was bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt, uh, and he was trying to get Egypt out of them, amen? He had a revelation of that, uh, but all the children of Israel, all they could do was see the actions. And see, God doesn't want you and I just seeing his actions, he wants us to know what is behind his actions. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about the revelation that you and I, that we can know the Lord better. Amen. Do you want to know the Lord better? I do. I want to know him better. And so as I was praying the other night, uh, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said, the only way you can know me in a deeper level that you're wanting to know me is first, you've got to know me in the word. See, I want to know the risen Savior, the living Savior in personification in my life, but I, I've got to see the, the, the Him in the written Word first, because if, as I see Him in the written Word, then as He reveals Himself to me in the spiritual connotation, I can't be deceived. See, why do people get deceived? Is because they don't have a foundation of the word of God in their life. And then when the spirit of the antichrist, the spirit of the enemy starts bringing revelation, you have nothing to contrast it by. You have nothing to compare it by. You have no, no foundation of truth. And that's how we get in trouble. That's why we got so many denominations. That's why we got so many new age uh, movements is because a lot of people know about God. But they don't know God. Come on. You know the Lord. Amen. And, and you're going to get to know him better and better and better. So that's what we're going to talk about. First John chapter 2. Uh, let's start reading in verse number 1. And I want you to hold that word know uh, in your heart. And I want you just to have an anticipation uh, of seeing a different facet of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. See, I, I know certain things about every one of you. you. Every one of you, you know certain things about me. Uh, but, uh, you know, just like, I don't know why you like certain colors or you wear certain colors, why you live where you live or why you talk about the things that's in the abundance in your heart. Unless God was to show me, I don't know those things, but, uh, those as closest to you, they do because they know you, they know why you talk about this or why you uh, like this or don't like this and all of these things. See, we need to know that we can know God in a, in the, in the fullness that whatever we want, it's available to us. He's not saying no. He's trying to draw nigh to us. But he can only draw as close to me as I will draw close to him. Amen? All right, First uh, John chapter 2, verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate. We've got an avenue. We've got a lawyer. We, we've we got an avenue to the throne of grace. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation. He is the atonement for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Say amen. Verse number three. Now keep these last few verses in your heart. And hereby we do know, mark it down on the table of your heart, and hereby do we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He saith, I know him, and he that keepeth not his commandments is a liar. He, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his Word in him, verily is the love of God perfected, and hereby we know that we are in him. Finally, verse six, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Uh, amen and amen. Thank you brother Larry. Thank you for uh, being here tonight. Thank you for honoring the word. Uh so you and I, we have this, th- this assurance that, that there's, a, we can have a deeper knowledge of the Lord and that knowledge comes from His commandments, comes from His word. A- and so, uh, if I say that I want to know Jesus, but I don't make time to get into this Bible, then I need to check myself because I'm fooling myself. Uh, because right here he made it very clear to me that if I really have a revelation of an unction of getting to know the Lord Jesus better, then I'm going to be in the place, the position that I realize that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. This is the Word. This is Jesus. And so, uh Jesus is not going to give me a revelation of Him that I don't have a foundation of. Now, you need to take that home with you. That's inspiration by the Holy Ghost. You, th- This is truth because God God can't reveal himself to something that you he, he's not going to start building up here he, he, he has to build just like you and I build he has to build on the foundation and so if you're wanting to know some of the deeper things of God if you're wanting to see some of the greater moves of God then you and I have got to get in the word and we've got to get that foundation built and when that foundation is built oh you get ready because there is a river, and that river is inside of you. That unction of truth that God wants to bring to you and I is it, greater and deeper than any level we've ever even dreamed possible. Because He can do more than we can even ask or think. Amen? Uh, so we've got to see that. So tonight I want you just to see some things, and we're going to lay a, uh, just a little foundation. Now, first of all, we've got to see that in your life and my life, there's either going to be knowledge of God or there's going to be nonsense. Every every moment of your life, there is so much information. We're living in the information age. Come on, we have information overload, and and it's it's very clear that uh, when you and I, when we need to, we make certain decisions. We need to have the Bible to make decisions from. But if we're not careful, the devil, he'll work in your life and my life and he'll give us so much information uh, that is not in and of the Bible, it has its own twist on it, that we become paralyzed. If you find yourself in situations in your life, now the Holy Ghost is talking to somebody right now. If you find areas in your life you have trouble making decisions, you need to ask the Spirit of God to show you what information overload that you have and put it under the feet of Jesus. Because that overload will paralyze you. That that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want you to make a decision. He wants you to get swallowed up in, in the in the process. He wants me to get swallowed up in the process. So I need to repent of that. I need to cast it down because when you hear something why do we have an altar call? Why do we do that after we hear the word of God? Because seventy five percent of the information that you and I hear, if we don't apply it immediately, it's gone. It's gone. It just leaves us. We say, well, I'll never forget that. No. When the anointing's there, when you're in the spirit, there's, you think, I'll never forget it. But when you get outside of that sphere, out of that special secret meeting place with God, then here comes all the imps. Here comes all the work of the enemy to try to steal, kill, and destroy. So we've got to apply the word. But notice what he said here. I want you to get so encouraged. Uh, thank God that we've got this atonement for our sins. Uh, but you need to know what this atonement means. And that's why he starts in verse number three he said and hereby we do know um, that we know him now if you notice how many times the word "know" is used in our text you can kind of make a mental note of it but the second time it's used where it says and hereby we do know that we know him if we we keep his commandments if we're walking in that word, in other words. All right. So this word know is a Greek word that means that you're having a, a revelation of Jesus the word by experience. In other words, uh, you're having a first hand revelation. You're getting to know him by, uh, being in his presence, by him being in your presence. Think about that. The, 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 the savior of the world, the, the, the son of the most high God, the first risen, uh, Uh, among the brethren, wants to spend time with you. Is that not amazing? And He wants you to learn how to experience Him. And and, and so, thank God tonight that, that if we've met Jesus as our Savior, and we've believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth Jesus Christ as our Lord, and we're born again, thank God for that. But that is just one aspect of Jesus. There is so much more that you and I need to know. We can't quit uh getting to know Him just because we get delivered from our sins, just because we get born again. Because this word here, the second time, the word know is used, it's used in the Greek in the perfected sense. So it says, hereby we know that we know him because as I'm spending time with Jesus, I'm being completed. I'm being perfected in other words I, I i I'm getting to know him in a deeper level in a more real level I'm getting to know him in a way because i'm experiencing him he's experiencing me he's he said remember in in matthew chapter eleven twenty eight twenty nine and thirty that I could be yoked with him, he would help me pull the load of life, and while i'm yoked with him, he would talk to me and I could learn from him. Come on, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a daily, a moment-by-moment experience in the Word of God. Thank God for Sunday morning. Thank God for Sunday night. Thank God for Wednesday night. But you'll starve to death if that's the only Word of God you get, amen? You've got to have Him every moment of your life. You say, well, I can't read the Bible all the time. No, but you can be thankful. You can rejoice. Why? Because it's an attitude. It's a lifestyle, amen? You're You're in a family. You're named into the family of God and, and 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 Jesus wants to fellowship with you every moment of the way. In other words, you're walking in, you start to get a can off the shelf at the grocery store, and the Spirit of God quickens you. You you learn to listen to that and you recognize and realize there's something about that can I don't need. You say, that's silly. No, that's God. God will talk to you. He will help you to avoid what will hurt you, what will hinder you. And he will lead you in the way of the blessings of God. He will show you all of those things. But you've got to believe that. You've got to have an expectancy. Let's don't cut off what God wants to do in our life. Amen. Say, I'm going to be perfected. Come on. In other words, moment by moment. Right now, you're in a perfected sense because you're hearing the word. You're walking with him. But guess what? In a moment, you'll be a little more like Jesus. Right. And in a moment, a little more and a little more and a little more. It's progressive. Isn't that something? I'm looking more like Jesus in this world. You're looking more like Jesus in this world, not like the world, but like him. He said, and hereby we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. We got to be so cautious to think that we can uh represent Jesus, that we can live for Jesus. That we can have life out of Jesus outside of this word. How can I keep his commandments? How can I? This word keep means to guard from loss by keeping your eyes upon. How, How can I keep Jesus in my life if I don't keep my eyes on the word? See, you're going to be challenged all the time and you're going, and the, and the devil's going to question things in your life to try to get you to make a choice that is contrary to this Bible. See, how do I keep his commandments in a moment by moment lifestyle? I tell you what, my, y'all may not have any issues, so I just talk about myself, okay? But my flesh is my greatest enemy. And, and, and my soul, it's no better. It works right, my mind, will, and emotions works right there with the flesh to try to get me out of harmony with God. Come on, my flesh wants everything that God doesn't. See, my flesh, it stays in a bad mood. But the Bible says that I have joy that is unexpressible. I have the joy of the Lord. Well, my flesh doesn't feel that joy. The Bible says I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. But my mind is arguing with that. My mind says, but... And then shows me this and shows me that. See, it wants me to compromise. That's not keeping my eyes on the commandment. That's not keeping my eyes on Jesus, the word. And so if I'm not careful, I'll say, well, now this is what God wants. Now, is that what God wants or is that what Greg wants? Come on, I, I need to know the Lord. I, I, I'm i tired of, uh, of this struggle. You and I are not supposed to struggle in living a Christian life. Because Jesus overcome, you and I are overcomers. And, and so we've got to learn how to do some things differently. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to get to know Jesus. Moment by moment, there's going to be a perfection that will take place there. Amen? Now notice what he said. Drop down to verse five. But whoso keepeth his word, you keep your eyes same same idea. You keep your eyes on the word. In him, verily is the love of God perfected. Oh my goodness! So uh, I, I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus, and I'm in Him. He's in me, and all of a sudden there is a completion that is taking place. I, I, I'm starting to see myself as God sees me through His eyes. That. Is by the blood of Jesus. And and, and so all of a sudden, the the love that never fails, the love that that overcomes, the love that covers a multitude of sins, it starts being perfected in my life rather than what I'm seeing, rather than what I'm feeling, rather than what I'm dealing with. I'm starting to know how Jesus overcome. I'm starting to know how Jesus walked in peace and gave peace. I'm starting to know how Jesus could speak to storms and the, the storms would subside and they would obey his name. Amen? And all of these things, and this is happening, this is happening for you and I, because we're simply getting to know Jesus. We're getting to know the Word. We're getting to know what God says about your situation, rather than what man says. Come on, the man's going to put a label on you. He's going to tell you, well, this is you. Well, that may be what you're saying and seeing right now, but let me tell you what the Bible says. And I'm going to call those things that be not as though they were, and I'm going to have what the Bible says, amen? I'm going to hold on to that. So tonight, let's let's look at some things I think that will bless us and help us. Go with me to the book of Philippians, and and, and let, let's don't get overloaded with 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 nonsense. Let's get let's get in the place where we have the knowledge of the word, and let's get out of religion and let's get into relationship. Now, here in this Philippians chapter three. Uh, we don't have time, but you 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 need to read uh, the first nine verses of this chapter. I won't I won't hold you to that uh, because you know in in this time frame that we just don't have it. But you, you'll see that Paul is talking about at one time he had a religion, he had a relationship with God by religion, and, and so he's all of a sudden though he he, he realizes now I, I I see what that was, but now I've got a relationship with God. In other words, he said, I used to know the letter of the law that killed, but now I know the grace of God. I, I, I know the, the living word that brings life. Amen. And, and And I want you to imagine as Paul is writing this, he's in prison. Okay, he's in prison. And now, depending on uh, how how you studied out the word of God, uh, you know, you look at his house arrest and you look at the actual time he was in prison, but, uh, you studied out for your own, it's hard to tell, but I would say he's been in prison at least two years at this point, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but if I'd been, uh, in a, in a, in a place of prison, I would be asking for some other things, but notice what he asked in verse number 10. Uh, Philippians three and 10, he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. He's not asking to get out of prison and just think about it. Now at this point of time in Paul's life, the apostle Paul, he's been born again 30 years I don't know how long you've been born again. Don and I got born again in September 1991. Uh, so you can do the math on that. And, and there's been a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of been ins and outs and all of these things. But that's when we got born again, this, uh, the second Sunday in, in the 1991, September. And so uh, as I think about that time period and I think about where I'm at, I've asked for a lot of things. But sadly, this what Paul's asking for was down lower on my list. But now can you imagine, here Paul is, he saw the risen Lord. He saw him on the road to Damascus. He's had a revelation. He, he, he's the one that's got to, to minister the dispensation of grace. And yet he says, I want to know Jesus. He's saying, I want to experience him like I've never experienced him before. And so if the apostle Paul has this heart, if he has this mindset in that situation tonight, how much more do you and I need to tell God the Father, I want to know Jesus. I want to experience him. See, some of you are dealing with some things. Right now, can I just tell you, some of you, you're in a place, you're in a rocky place. You're in a hard place. And you need to know that Jesus can put his feet under your feet and that path can become smooth. Come on, I, now listen to me by the Spirit of the Living God. Some of you are in situations where there's a stronghold in your life and that stronghold is, is pulling you away from the peace of God, the grace of God, and all of those things. But guess what? Jesus is the one that can speak to the stronghold. He, he's the one that has the power. All power has been given to Him in heaven and earth. So you and I, we need to be in that place where I get to know Him more. I get to see what He can do above all of those things that I'm seeing and I'm feeling. Amen? Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. See, you and I, we've got to see that if we really know that Jesus, he resurrected above every work of death. And we talked about it a little bit this morning, Hebrews 2.14. Satan is death. In other words, Jesus has been resurrected above all of those things. If I can really get to know Jesus in that manner, not just as Savior, though praise God for salvation, but I know Him as the resurrection. What did Jesus say in John chapter 11? He tried to get into uh, Mary and Martha's head. He said, I am The resurrection, I'm the life, I'm the resurrection. If we truly believe, if we can get to know him as the resurrection, that means there's nothing in your life that's over. There's nothing that's finished. He can raise things to you and I. He can show us why certain things happen and He can show us that there's going to be a season where what we seemingly have lost or has been forever gone is not gone with God. God's the God of the living, not the dead. Amen. So you and I, we've got to hold on to some things. We've got to believe some things. We've got to trust him like we've never trusted him before. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Notice this and the fellowship of his sufferings. So you and I, we can never know the resurrection unless we see what brought him to the resurrection on the, the the sufferings come on you're, you're going through some things you some of you are in some it's tr- tremendous trials and, and i just want to tell you there, there, there's some there's some scales and there's some things in the balance right now and you and i need to be in the place and position where we don't settle for what the devil is saying what he's trying to let jesus he's the one that settled the scale for us he, he, he's the one that has the first and final saying in the christian's life say i'm a christian Come on, hallelujah. And, and so, uh, y- yes, the sufferings are real. But just as real as the sufferings are, the resurrection is real. Amen? And so, whatever you're suffering tonight, the resurrection is greater than that trial, that trouble, that temptation, all of those things. But I need to know that. I need to see that, uh, yes, there is a, uh, a, a, a day that Jesus was placed in the tomb. But guess what? Joy comes in the morning. Come on, there's resurrection, there's a resurrection, there's a plan, something to hold on to. He said, uh being made conformable unto his death. Now think about that just for a second. Everything that you're going through, the devil's trying to kill you. But because Jesus is overcome and you're holding on to him and you're getting to know him, you in the trial of your life, you get to get closer to Jesus than you ever would in any time of victory. In the time of victory, if you and I are not careful, we, we we kind of pull back just a little bit because, hey, I've made it through this, and now everything's better, and, and I don't have to buckle down quite as hard, I don't have to pray quite as hard, I don't have to... Read quite as much because everything's alright. That's, that's when you and I don't grow. The, the, the devil tries to make us think that everything's good and great. No, when it's good and great is when God allows us to see His work in our life. When He allows, uh, situations and circumstances and, and it's always for my good, even though it don't feel like it. And it sometimes it don't look like it. But when everything is said and done, it is for, because God is good. God, if He's good, He can't do nothing but good. Amen. All right. Verse eleven. He said, if "By any means, I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead." And of course, you and I were looking to that. We're holding on to that. But notice this. Verse twelve. Not that. As though I have already attained, neither were already perfect, he said because he's being made perfect each day, but I follow after, I, I run after, I press toward this mark, that I may apprehend that for which I'm also apprehended of Christ Jesus. In other words, he said, I'm getting to know Jesus in this trial. See, sometimes, can I just be honest with you, when the when the trouble comes, if I'm not careful, if I let my flesh and my soul start talking to me, I pull away from God. Because I get a little aggravated, I get a little disappointed, I get a little hurt, whatever it might be. I'm just being honest with you. And then the devil is winning. Because all of a sudden then, instead of me blaming the devil, or sometimes myself, I blame God. Well, God's innocent. God told God hadn't done anything to me. Come on, all He's done to me and for me is good things, and so I've got to back up and I've got to repent. I can say, no, wait a minute. Paul even said that I, I, I'm going to have to pursue some things, so I've got to see that what the devil's doing is trying to get me to know. Uh, the good things of God. So everything the devil is working in my life to get my eyes off of Jesus. That means that as awful as that situation is, God's even better. If I really believe the Bible, if I, I believe that God is good, then God has something better for me than what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through, what I'm struggling in, a- a- and this smoke screen, that this deception, this misdirection, is of the devil to keep me from receiving it. Amen. Now, it's easy on this side, but on this side, it's hard. But you and I, we've got to hold on to the truth and let him take us to the other side. Verse number 13. Here's how we do it. He said, brethren, I count not myself to apprehend, but this one thing I do. So Paul is saying, this is my avenue of victory. This is my way of success. So if it worked for the apostle Paul, because you and I, we look, he had, uh, uh, the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter 10 that he had a imp. He had a, a, a special demon that followed him around. And just, just, I mean, he buffeted Paul over and over and over and paul said this is how i done it this is how i overcome this was my way of victory so you and i we go through times and seasons but we've never experienced anything like that you and i we have, the bible says that we strive against sin but jesus he strove against the sin to the point of what of Great drops of blood coming out of his life. So because of what he's done, you and I, we can overcome. But notice what he said. Uh, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Listen, we may have messed up in the past. Forget about those things. Things may have went terribly wrong in the past. We may have suffered great loss. They may have been all sorts of things that happened in your life in the past, in my life in the past, but I'm not going to let the past... Come on, be my present. I'm not going to let the past dominate and become my future. Come on, God has good things for me. I'm going to let the blood of Jesus cut my past off. I'm going to let the blood of Jesus show me what God had for me, what the devil tried to steal, amen. I'm going to let God give back to me what he has for me tonight, amen. That's what Paul said. I'm forgetting about those things. Come on, Paul had to deal with some things. He's thinking about holding the coats, while they martyred stephen he he's thinking about those women and children that he hauled, not just men but he took women and children, and he put them in prison because they were a part of the way the Bible says Jesus, they were a part of Jesus, and so he had to deal with that. He had to think about that, he could let that paralyze him. Come on, I could look at some of the things I've said and done, and I could say, "Oh my, who do you think you are trying to talk about Jesus? No, we've got to put all of that in the past. We forget about those things. I'm not gonna let that dominate me. I'm not gonna let that prayer that I prayed that didn't get answered. I'm not gonna let that thing that I believe for that didn't come to pass, I'm not gonna let that determine what I think God can do for me tonight, what he can do for me tomorrow, what he can do for me every day. Come on. We're not living in the past. We're laying those things down. Forgetting those things which are behind me. Now what does he do? Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Before. See, I've got to let go of the past where my hands will be open. To grab a host of my future. I've got to open up my heart. And let out the heartache. And the hurt. And the disappointment. Where I God can fill my heart with hope. For what he's promised me. Oh come on now. God's doing something in our lives. If we'll just reach out. And let him change what we know. What I know might have been without this word. Come on, hear that. What I've known may have been without this word. And if it was shaped without the word, it's not of Jesus, it's of the world. It's going to go by the wayside. Amen. Look what he says. Verse 14. I, what I press, I follow hard after the mark, the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So I, I, I'm going to press toward that mark. That mark, you know, we've said it many times, Scopio. It's where we get our English word scope. Brother Duckett, I'm sure that you had to fine tune your weapon if, if, when you're on that reconnaissance team, when y'all were out there, you had everything fine tuned We've got to fine tune looking at Jesus. Amen. And, and uh, if, if we don't, we're going to miss the mark. But if we fine tune, if we, in other words, you, all around you, Right now tonight, there's all sorts of evil. There's all sorts of plans of the enemy. There's all sorts of hurtful words. There's all sorts of banners and labels and titles that the devil's trying to put on you and I. But if we'll focus, if we'll press toward that mark, if we'll fine tune, everything else is going to go by the wayside. Amen? It's like putting the blinders on a plow horse or a plow mule. Come on. That way they don't get spooked. Because why? They're looking at one way. That's what we've got to look at. The one way and that way is Jesus. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. One more verse and we're going to go uh, to the gospel of John. But look what he said. He said, let us, therefore, as many as be perfect. Oh, come on, we, we've got to see ourselves the way God does. There's a completion process taking place. Be thus minded, and if anything uh, ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this to you. So in other words, tonight, there may be some things that you don't see and you don't understand, but that's what Paul is saying. He, he, he's saying, even though I've got the revelation of all mysteries, I, I, I've got all of these things working in my life, I want to know Jesus more. Uh, see, you may know a lot about uh, uh about salvation. You may know a lot uh, about victory in a certain area, but Jesus wants to show you victory in all areas. He, he, he wants to show you deliverance. He wants to show you peace and joy and love. All of these things, but you've got to say, God, I know you're going to reveal it to me. I'm not going to settle for where I'm at. If I don't have joy in this, if I don't have peace in this, if love isn't overcoming in this, I'm not going to settle for it. I'm going to get to know. Jesus, amen? All right, let's look at um, what uh, Jesus taught us. Go with me to the gospel of John chapter 8. And let's, let's, let's get in. We, we've talked about knowledge and nonsense. We've talked about religion and relationship. Let's talk about uh, ex, uh, experience and effect. You know, when we experience the Lord, if we will truly experience Him in a way of intimacy, it will have an effect on our lives. See, if you and I, you know, I like I said, I, I there's a lot of scripture that I knew. I talked about this just a little bit Wednesday night. A lot of scripture I knew, but it didn't have any effect on my life because I knew it as a word on a page. But when I saw the word stand up, when I saw that Jesus is that word, then all of a sudden uh there was an experience that had an effect on my life. And that's what God wants to do in your life tonight. He wants you to experience, He wants to get you to to know Jesus in a new way where it can affect you, it can change you. Now in John chapter eight, uh look at starting at verse uh uh fifty two. This is Jesus is trying to help the scribes and the Pharisees here. We don't have time to cover the full thought. But look, then said the Jews unto him, unto Jesus. Now we know that thou hast a devil. Because Jesus is talking to him about Abraham. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my sins, he shall never taste of death. See, they're talking about what? An experience of the word. Without the relationship of the word there's the, they're they're hearing Jesus talk about, "Hey, I come to give you life, I come to give you uh, everlasting life, and all of these things I come to make you a disciple of mine where you could know the truth and be made free in the preceding verses but but they they can't see it because they they haven't got to know him in that way uh verse 54, Jesus uh answered and said, "I honor myself." And my uh, my honor is nothing if I do it if I honor myself it's it's worthless, and that's that's what they were doing. He said, "It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God." Now, notice what he said. He said, "You say that he's your God." Jesus didn't say that because he didn't tell them you are of your father the devil. They they, they don't know God. Verse fifty five. Now, here's why we came here. Yet you have not known Him. Remember what we talked about, this word no. Know. Known is the same one. Uh, you haven't experienced God. You don't have a first-hand, uh, uh, relationship with God. And He said, you, just think about it now. They were the stewards of God's Word. God had gave them the Torah. He gave them the Word, and they were to be stewards of that Word. And, and most people couldn't even read or write. But yet, the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, God had gave them the opportunity to hold His Word, to read His Word, and to be a steward of it, to teach it, but yet they didn't have a clue what it meant. They wanna, they wanna take and kill people by the letter of the Word. Remember the lady caught in adultery. And Jesus, you know, He spent, He used that to teach them, and you know, He said, hey, you don't even understand what I'm talking about. You don't even know what the word is saying and all of these things. And and he said, you have not known him, but look what Jesus said, but I know him. Jesus said, I've experienced the father. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. Let me, let me just touch on something just for a second, nitpick just for a minute. We're starting to see a lot of things on social media and a lot of people is going to want you. They're going to they're you're their acquaintance of you uh, or you may even know them uh, in, in some form and they're going to want you to agree with them because right now there's a lot of people who's embracing sin and they want you to, to agree with them. If you can't disagree with them in love, if God didn't give you something to say that is contrary to what they're saying, just don't respond because you're going to be held accountable for everything that put that your name is on that you post online you're going to answer to God for it i'm going to answer to God for it everything uh, there, there there's no free rides here you and i now our sin can be forgiven and covered and all of that but we're talking about our deeds you you're, you're going to be judged i'm going to be judged and so uh sin is sin we're not against people jesus is not against people but he's against sin and if you and i Tell somebody, put an arm around them and say, oh, that's okay. I love you. I support you fully. And they're in sin. We can't support God and sin. Now, so what we need to do is say, Lord, if I'm put in that situation, come on, I know you. What would you have me to say? Come on, you and I, we can speak the truth in love and cause somebody to be grown up, cause somebody to come out of that. But otherwise, we just need to stay out of it. Come on. If, if if God hadn't put you in the fight, don't pick up the sword. Amen. All right. Verse fifty six. Your father rejoices to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Um, uh, see, so you and I've got to be in the place where we see that that Abraham, the father of faith, Jesus is saying that even under the old covenant, Abraham knew about Jesus, and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. So if Abraham, the Bible says he was a friend of God. Well, guess what? Now in the new covenant, you and I, we can be friends with the Lord. Come on. We can be like Moses. We can talk to God face to face. That makes people mad. They say, oh, nobody's ever seen God's face and live. Rightly divide the word of God. Don't. Hey, you you can put a limitation on you if you want to. You can frame your world. You can say you can only know God in this way if you want to. I want to know God like the Bible says I can know God. Amen. And, and so let's do that. So here I want you to imagine here. Jesus said he, he brought that revelation about Abraham and he said, Abraham, the father of faith, he knew God well the only way you can know God is through Jesus the pre-incarnate Christ remember he went and talked to the pre-incarnate Christ and he battled for Sodom and Gomorrah he, the, 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 the souls that were in there Come, that, that's what happens you and I we have more power with God than we've ever dreamed about Abraham, he was trying to save some people. You and I tonight, we want to know God. Well, what's the, uh, what's the knowledge of God that Jesus is Savior? He's not wanting to kill anybody. He's wanting to save them. Amen. We've got to get to know Him in that way. But now I want you to see some things real quickly. Uh, just two more sets of verses and I'll let you go. In John chapter 14, I talk about these verses all the time because they're some of my favorite. But talking about knowing Jesus, we, we can't leave these out. John 14, uh, 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Remember, that's what uh, John the Beloved said. So teaching the same thing, Gospels, Epistles, they're in perfect harmony. And he said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. He's going to give you somebody just like me that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye what? You know him, you experience the Holy Spirit, yeah. the Holy Spirit of truth. You can experience him because why he's in you. The Bible says, first John four, four, greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. So notice this, but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. All right. So I've got to not let my uh, situation, my storm, uh, my struggle, I can't let that influence me to make me think that what's happening is more real than what the spirit of truth wants to bring in my life. Amen. So so I'm going to have all of these uh, things in my life. I'm going to go through temptations. I'm going to go through struggles. But I, I have a promise here that I can know. God through knowing Jesus and the way that I know Jesus now is that I've got somebody just like Jesus inside of me. I'm the temple. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and so he's inside of me. He wants me to know him. He, he wants me to recognize him. And, and so drop down, if you would, to verse uh 25. John fourteen twenty five, Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. So we, we see that he's talking to his disciples on that side of the cross, but he, he's getting them ready for him to go to the cross and to give his life for us. And look what he says. Here's your confidence, your hope. Verse 26, but the comforter come on this Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost whom the father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. So I've got to stand on that. Wait a minute. He's going to teach me. The Holy Spirit is going to teach me about Jesus. So so he's with me always, Jesus said. So that means even though I don't feel him, I don't see him, there's no do-dads, the hair's not standing up on my arms, he's with me. He's in me. He lives in me. Come on. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit is here because you're uh, that temple. He shall teach you all things. Now notice what he promises. And bring all things to your remembrance, which I've said unto you. All right. So that means in the middle of the storm, when I, sometimes Donald, she'll, she'll try to get me. I'm going through the storm and she'll say, what does the Bible say? I, right now, I can't. I can't tell you what the Bible says because this struggle is so strong. This storm is so dark. I I, I can't see, and, and and so she'll encourage me just to pray. And so when when I stop and I and, and I pray, if you'll yield to that Holy Spirit, He's inside of you to bring truth. So you're in pain in your body. You're in pain in your mind. You 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 you're hopeless. I was just kind of discouraged the other evening, looking out. Everything is getting burned up. Come on, the, 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 what are we going to do? The hay and all of this stuff, and I was just, I was thinking, man, this feels like nineteen eighty to me all over again. That this is exactly what it feels like, and I, and I was just, I thought I was getting kind of discouraged. You know, we can't look at that. We, 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 yes, we're in, we're in these situations, but God can bless in the middle of the drought. God took care of the children of Israel as they walked in a hundred and twenty-five degree sand, and their sandals didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. Come on, because why? He had he had something over them to protect them. He had the pillar of fire at night. He had the cloud by the day. God will take care of us. He's your source. And so I, I've got to let the Spirit of Truth bring back to me when I'm hurting in my body that by His pains, come on, He said I'll carry your pains. By so my pains are no longer mine; they're His. Right. Right. come on he carried my pain he carried my disease on the cross and by his stripes I am healed so I, I, I've got to talk about that when sickness and disease uh comes on me I, I've got to keep saying what the Bible says I've got to let the spirit of God bring it to my remembrance when, when peace tries to leave me not that it will leave me but that my lack of faith, my concentrating on other things will push it out. I've got to say, now wait a minute, I, I I need to refocus here. I need to take my scope and I need to realign it. I need to look toward that mark. That mark is that I have victory. I'm an overcomer, all these things, amen? And, and so he will teach me. He will bring me back to where I need to be. Okay, in closing, go back to John chapter 10. We hit on close to this this morning. Uh, look at starting in verse uh, 14. John 10 and 14. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Look what he says. And know my sheep. Oh my. That takes all the legs away from the devil. Jesus knows me. See, sometimes I don't want to draw nigh to God because I know me. I've got problems. I've got issues. Sometimes i got an attitude. Jesus knows all about that. And he said, I'm his sheep. You can take your baggage and give it to Jesus. That's important. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known of mine. Now, next time the devil tells you that you can't know Jesus and you can't know his will and plan for your life, tell him this verse. Out of the mouth of Jesus, the son of the God who cannot lie, he said that you could know him. That means in every situation, what, in other words, you're in a trial right now, and Now, somebody needs to hear this, you're in a trial right now, and there's that rocky path, there's that darkness, it's all around, all you do got to do is say, Lord, you said that the Holy Spirit would tell me the truth. He would give me truth for this situation. He'd bring back to my remembrance Right now, what do I need to hear? You know me. I know you. Bring that truth to me. Because you said the truth that I would walk in, it would make me free. Amen. I want that, don't you? Verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I laid down my life for the sheep. Now, I want you to get this. Now, why is Jesus, why did he just all of a sudden bring this in? He said... I know you, you know me. And then he said, as I know the Father, and the Father knows me. He's trying to get you and I to understand that at the same level of intimacy that he has with the Father, that the Father has with him, he has with us, and we can have with him. Why would I want to waste my time over here on some stupid TV show or some internet website when I can fellowship with the Son of the living God, that He can tell me the truth? I don't have to look all over the internet why I've got this pain here. I just need to stop and ask the Holy Ghost, what, what do I need to do? What, what's the word in this situation? Come on, I, praise God for doctors. Okay? But they can only help you and I so far. But the great physician, he can meet us where we're at. Amen? All right. Verse 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. So, now what happened to the early church? The early church, they went through trials and tribulations, and they got spread out, and when they got spread out, the other folds Got to come in. The Gentiles got to come in because they went to the uttermost of the earth. They, God sent Paul out to, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles. He sent Peter out to Cornelius' out. sent him to, to, to the, uh, uh, to the Gentiles to bring everybody in. So the, the, the trouble that you're dealing with, you gotta say, God, show me how this is just gonna to add to your fold. How, cause when you go through trouble, you meet people that you otherwise wouldn't meet. You, you're in different situations you would normally be in. Well, it doesn't have to be something negative. God can use it for a positive. Amen. And we can be there for purpose. It doesn't have to be what we think the purpose is. It can be God's purpose. But I need to know him and I need to see why. All right, just two more verses and I'll let you go. Therefore, doeth my Father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. Now, think about this. Jesus laid down his life for me. He laid down his life for you. That you and I might have true life. Amen. And so that means when we lay down our life in a situation and, and we get to know God and we do what God would have us do in that situation, God's not going to leave us there. We get to pick up a new level of life. Yes. See, Jesus, he left, he left heaven. The Bible says he become poverty for me. He become bankrupt for me. He become sick for me. He become sin for me and he laid down his life and then when he picked it up, he not only had everything he had before but now he had you. Now he had me. He couldn't have the family that he wanted unless he first laid down his life. Think about that just for a second. That's what it means. When you lay down things for God, you pick up more than you've ever dreamed about. We've got to know Jesus. And when we get to know Him, we can climb any mountain. We can make it anywhere, anytime. You're not going to die. You're going to live. Come on, you're going to perform the work of the Lord. Amen? Alright, in closing, I want you to think about this illustration. May 29th, 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary, he done something that had never been done before. What did he do? He climbed Mount Everest. Now, uh, as he was preparing to climb this, climb the, the world's tallest mountain, I want you to think about it. It's 29,029 feet tall. It has 200 mile an hour winds blowing on it. And when you get to the summit of the mountain, you have one third of the auction available that you and I have right here. So we see the challenge in climbing that. But he made an attempt. He climbed up so far in 1951 and he got to know the mountain. He went back in 1952 and he climbed up just a little bit higher and he got to know the mountain. And finally, then in 1953, he's able to make it to the summit. See, so the promise is tonight that you and I, as we get to know Jesus, we're going to be like Moses. We're going to climb the mountain and your face is going to shine with the glory of the Lord. But you're getting to know him. You're getting to know that Jesus, he left heaven and come to earth. And he paved the way back to heaven. He climbed the mountain. See, we don't have to forge our own way. There's only one way to heaven, and that way is through the highway of Jesus Christ. Now, if you and I were to go to Mount Everest tonight, and we were some way to be able to be supernaturally transported there by the Spirit of God and to see some things, we would see a mountain that is covered in garbage. There's garbage everywhere where people have uh, attempted uh, to climb that. See, up to this point, there's 4,000 people who have made it to the top because one person said it could be done. Jesus says it can be done. Amen? But along the way, as you climb that mountain, there's 250 dead bodies that you've got to work yourself through. That are froze, that are a part of that mountain that cannot be removed, cannot be returned. They're just a part of that. See, you're going to pass some dead things in your life on the way back to heaven. But that doesn't mean that you're going to die. Come on. You you have the answer. You have the way. Your path is mapped out. You have a partner that is going to walk with you. Oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection being made conformable to his sufferings. Amen. Tonight, would you let Jesus show you something in him that's available to you and for you that you've never saw before? Will you just be willing to say, Lord, I never saw that you would do that for me. I, 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 I've heard about that. But see, God doesn't want you and I to, just to hear about something. He wants us to have a firsthand experience. He wants us to see what he done for Moses, what he done for Abraham. He'll do for us, but even greater things, because you and I were in the dispensation of grace. We're in the time that all things, the promises of God are yes, waiting on our amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this group of people. I thank you for this wonderful opportunity to see you in a new way, a new light. Lord, right now, I know that whoever that is that's that 's walking on these stones that, that, that they 're they're cutting their feet they're they 're hurting them they 're hard uh, and it 's a hard situation and to whoever that person is that there 's this dark blanket this cloud uh, of darkness is trying to keep them from seeing any of the good things of God any of the answers any of the promises any of the provisions i know those two things for sure but i know there's other situations as well whoever you might be speaking to tonight help us to take heed to your word help us to respond and by faith let us reach out and let our spiritual eyes be scopio let our scope be tuned into the mark of jesus and let us come up higher in you than we've ever been before Lord, let it be. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, "Lord, here I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you in a way I've never saw you before. I'm gonna let the Spirit of God touch my spiritual eyes, and I'm gonna have 2020 vision. I'm gonna look into the promises of God, and I and I see that they're for me. And I'm gonna say, Amen. Would you come tonight and let us pray with you? Don't settle for second best." Don't settle for for where you're at. Thank God that you're saved and on your way to heaven. But there's more. There's more. God just doesn't want you to be saved. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to walk in victory. He wants you to carry peace and promise and all of these things. Would you come and let us pray with you tonight?